0: welcome to the marketing agony aunt i'm your auntie kenda mcdonald and in today's session we're exploring love and how to get your customers to tell you they love you yes the confusing conflicting and often totally unexplored realm of testimonials and reviews so come on in take a seat on the couch grab a drink if you need some fortification and let's get agonizing Right, fabulous. For my fortification today, I have a delicious red velvet tea from Ahmed Desserts. It's gorgeous and it tastes just like cake, which is amazing. And I thought it would be the perfect mix for talking about love. I'm not drinking gin today because unfortunately I have to drive, which is very sad. Um, So now onto our letter from our hopeless romantic. Dear Kenda, queen of hearts and marketing automation. I'm just a girl, standing in front of a customer, asking them to love her, and getting nowhere. How do I get my customers to tell me they love me? Okay, well, love is a little strong, but I want their reviews, their feedback, and well, yes, sometimes love. I know good reviews are more rare than bad ones, but what are we doing wrong? Are we not doing a good enough job? Are our customers not happy enough? Help me find the love I know we deserve. Yours truly, a hopeless romantic looking for customer love. Oh, thank you so much for sending this in, hopeless. I can really feel the pain in this letter. I just want to give you a big virtual hug. But let's get into your problems instead because I don't really do affection. First and foremost, it's going to be okay. Provided you do one thing, and that one thing is to provide an amazing service. Just love your customers and it will all be fine. Because love makes everything okay, right? That's what the Disney movies taught us all anyway. Well, it's wrong actually. Forensic psychology and all the data and real life have some real differing opinions on this. Love simply isn't enough in the real world. So let's look at real life problems and get agonizing, shall we? In your letter, your main concern revolves around getting your customers to say, I love you back. And that's reviews and testimonials in marketing speak. I'm going to start with the very obvious here, so bear with me. Since you want those reviews, are you asking your customers for them? And not just like one customer every now and then, but are you asking for feedback consistently? And if so, are you making it easy? Writing a review isn't something that the vast majority of your customers actually want to do. Those little jobs worths who really do love going around and leaving snide reviews for every place that they've ever walked past are actually outliers to the normal population. For most normal people, it's only when we feel an extreme emotion that we tend to go and leave a review. And that's because it's effort. People don't want to leave a review. So you have to give them a reason to do it. Either that reason needs to be because you were exceptional and they have to tell somebody because it was amazing or because there is a good thing that outweighs the effort. Now, I wanna make it clear that I don't think that you're necessarily doing anything wrong when it comes to your existing customers. You may be inclined to think, but we're good. I need that validation, goddammit. Well, here's a bit of tough love from me to you. Lovely, loveless, are you ready? If the experience was great and you did a good job, quite frankly, that's what the customer expects. It's not out of the norm for them to be satisfied. That's your job and no one is going to praise you for doing your job adequately. Praise comes when you're exceptional. You don't get trophies in the business world for participation. So suck it up, sweetie. We're going to get you your trophy, but we're going to make you work for it. So you've not really done anything wrong per se, but you do need to be bold and exceptional to get those testimonials. Now that I've laid that out, let's talk about a few ways that you could go about actually getting more I love yous back. We're going to discuss three options that you have. One, being exceptionally awesome. Two, bribery or incentivization. And three, asking. So looking at number one on the list, being exceptionally awesome. This one works the first couple of times. And what I mean by that is that we get used to things very quickly. Once a consumer is used to getting something, they feel entitled to it, which means that it's no longer an exceptional experience. It's now the new normal. Getting into an exceptional battle means continually upping the ante for yourself and eventually just won't be feasible anymore. This is not to say that you don't need to provide an amazing experience every time, you completely absolutely do, but it needs to be your normal. You simply cannot rely on it to be exceptional enough that you get unsolicited testimonials. Because those unsolicited reviews come about because the experience was so surprising that the customer just had to tell someone. And this kind of works both ways though, so either if it was shockingly bad, they feel like they have to tell people to warn them, or it was phenomenal and they have to share. So you should always work towards positively surprising your audience, but you can't rely on it to provide you with all the testimonials you need. So as a testimonial and review strategy, number one just isn't going to cut it for longevity. What you can do though, is use it to get the ball rolling when you're first getting started. Strategies like this is how places like Zappos got known for customer experience. But Zappos still has to do a ton of other stuff to to kind of keep up that status. So on to number two, bribery. This is just not a good option, (laughs) okay? It's gross. If you have good customers, you'll put them off and it makes everyone involved feel yucky. It is a tempting option though, um, but it's not true love. And true love is what you're after, right? Well, let's look at it this way. From the outside, when you see some like rich old dude that looks like a dried up shriveled blobfish with some stunning young supermodel on his arm, how does it make you feel? Do you look at them and think, oh my God, true love? No, (laughs) no you don't. It feels dishonest. Testimonials do have this kind of like amazing function and their function is to inspire and provide that sort of social proof and validation. It's to make people go, oh yeah, I do actually really want that and other people have done it and it was good and it was great and blah, 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 blah. That's what a testimonial's job is. If the reviewer's heart isn't in that testimonial though, the testimonial will be a bit like, eh, and it's quite obvious to the outside. So don't do it. Don't bribe. Instead, you can look at some ways to incentivize things like offering people a free sample and asking for an honest opinion on said sample. This means you're giving good reasons to get a review, but you want the truth and the important thing here is that you don't only pay attention to or publish the good stuff. Utilize your negative reviews too. Break down why they didn't feel like it was the best thing ever and turn it into a positive. The least you will ever get out of a negative review is an opportunity to improve your service or products. And the most could be a raft of new customers who love the way that you responded to the negative review. Like loads of companies use free services and samples as an option to get some real-life experience under their belt. And I really love this option because you can say to that person, I'd really like for you, um, I'd really like to do this for you at a super discount um, or for free, provided you give me honest feedback and let me document and publish the process. It's all kinds of awesome. It's win-win and there's no bribery in sight. Okay, so number three, asking. This seems so obvious, but it can be so hard. And even if you are asking, it can feel really uncomfortable and you may be getting like quite blah responses back. Things like, it was great. Yeah, it's just not ideal and not particularly inspiring, right? So let's talk about the best ways to ask, what to ask, and the specific questions you should be using and why. First and foremost, when you ask, you want to make sure that you're asking in the right way. You want your customers to feel special and validated. So before you ask, make sure that you actually check in and see how they're doing. If everything is fine, ask if you can help them in any way and then ask if they would mind giving you a review or testimonial. This is super important. Because if they are not fine, now is your opportunity to fix things, then ask for a testimonial and review, because now you're a proper hero, you cared enough to fix it. Here's an example of doing this wrong. We live on a farm, where the farmhouse on said farm, which is why it says farmhouse on our address. We know it can be a little confusing to deliver stuff to us, so there is a nice big sign as you come up the farm road that tells you where to go to deliver stuff to the farmhouse and where to go to deliver stuff to the farm. It is a cattle farm and I don't really want bull sperm and that kind of stuff delivered to my house, thanks. Um, And also, when we're kind of filling uh, out the delivery forms, if the option is there, we will always put instructions on how to get to the house. um, And we always tell people to Google it, because Google Maps has the house in the correct place. And I don't know why I'm still surprised by this, but some people just can't fucking find us. And one company in particular is so unbelievably inept at this that they have failed to deliver seven shitting times to us. Seven Right? They still have a very important document of mine pertaining to my citizenship. They asked me a little while ago how they were doing, and of course I told them. They did nothing about it, not a single sausage. They then asked me for a review, so I gave it to them, and now they're suddenly paying attention. Had they taken the opportunity to fix the issue between asking me how I was doing and the review, I probably would have been a big fan. Right now, I'm just super pissed off and I still don't have my document. And this is how most consumers feel when they're going through like a super automated process, they feel like they're just talking to, they're talking to nothing. They're talking to a computer and it's just falling on deaf ears or, or deaf circuit boards effectively. So ask first, action if you need to, and then ask for the review. Okay, so moving on, how to ask. The way you ask is vital. First, you need to look at the medium that you're asking it on. So this is really specific to your audience and how they interact with you Um, and sort of what they're comfortable with. If they are younger and they're comfortable with social media and websites, these are great options. But if they're older and don't really do much online, don't send them an email. Rather, call them and ask them. If they're happy to provide you with one, don't, don't make them send it in via email. Send them a nice notepad and a pen with a ready-addressed and stamped envelope to put it in. Um, And that just means that it's a really lovely, nice experience for them to go through. If your audience is comfortable with video, that is the gold standard. That's the jackpot for testimonials because you can always transcribe the audio from a video testimonial and put it on your site. But the video itself allows people to see the person giving the feedback and make an emotional connection, which is all kinds of awesome and what you want your testimonial to do. However you go about collecting the actual testimonial itself, it needs to be as easy as possible because remember, they're doing you a favour, don't make it difficult. Now, you need to structure your testimonials as well. This not only makes them easier to answer, but more importantly, it helps pull some of the information from their brains that has been stored in really odd ways and puts it all together in such a way that it makes an emotional impact on the person reading or watching the testimonial. We have tons of cognitive biases that make us store information in really weird ways. Uh, We also tend to edit and reinforce some memories after the fact. So while all of this is happening, some memories can become stronger. um, But we can also just lose details completely. Some details can get swapped with details from other memories. And sometimes we'll just fabricate entire things. Our brains are not cameras that record everything objectively either. We store memories differently based on how they were experienced. We also have no real choice but to discard specific information for generic information which means we dirty what is happening with our stereotypes, our associations, and prejudices. What fun, right? Yeah, basically, you can't trust your memory at all thanks to biases like misattribution of memory, source confusion, implicit associations, stereotypical bias, prejudice, negativity bias, fading effect bias, and so, so many more. Seriously, the list is huge, and I'm not going to read them all out to you. So relying on a really unstructured testimonial is a big, big no-no. With that in mind, here are some questions that you should ask. And these questions are designed specifically to give real and raw answers, ones that people can identify with. So please just steal them, right? Question number one. What were your perceptions before you bought insert product here? Were you reluctant in any way? Question number two. How did you feel as a result of going through or using, insert product here? Question number three, what specific results did you get as a result of, insert product here? And question number four, is there anything else you want to add? So these really kind of pick out lots of bits from people's brains, and they provide loads of information um, specifically for the person that is reading the testimonial. So these are golden questions, and just use them, please. So finally, make sure that this is something that happens for every customer. It should be a priority of yours. We suggest that you automate this as much as as possible so that it doesn't get forgotten. Every marketing automation system should have a campaign that is solely for collecting testimonials. But equally, you need to make sure that you leave room for or flexibility for action when things go wrong. So that you don't have the experience that I've been having with a stupid delivery company that shall not be named. Okay, so to recap, the basics to getting more reviews is ask, make it possible, make it easy make it structured and do it quickly and consistently. So with all that covered, let's summarize and write back to our lovely looking for love. Dear looking for customer love, well done for reaching out and taking the time to write in. Finding love can be tough. It can feel uncomfortable. So you should feel proud of yourself for taking this very important step. Feeling unloved is such a tough place to find yourself in. As humans, we all have a basic need for validation. So let's get you the love that you need. Firstly, you're not doing anything wrong. You're doing a great job at keeping your customers engaged and happy, and you should feel contented by that. Unfortunately, though, it's not enough to get those I love yous back. In order for this to happen, you need to make a plan of action. There are many ways you can go about this, but as a word of caution, relying on waiting for them to say so will only make you more unhappy, and bribing them will leave you with dishonest lovers. To get the ball rolling for your testimonials, you can incentivize an honest review in exchange for a discount or free service, but you must make sure to publicize them just as honestly, otherwise you could end up with egg on your face. I strongly suggest that you put systems in place to ensure that you are checking in with your customers promptly after purchase and then ask them if they would be willing to share their opinion. Make sure you do this appropriately and on the right platforms to affect success. Then ensure that you are not falling foul of the faults in our brains by asking structured questions. With all this in mind, i prescribe that you automate this process and create an action plan that takes into consideration who your customers are, how they would most be comfortable with communicating with you, and how you could get a structured response back from them. Leave no lover behind. Remember, every great love story has a plan in it to unite the two main characters. Yours is no different. It's time you take control of your love plan. Don't leave it to fate. Sincerely, your marketing agony aunt. What a heartfelt letter from our lovely loveless and what a vital yet unloved topic to cover. Much agonising in here. Thank you so much, Hopeless Romantic. If you'd like us to take a look at any of your problems, you can pop us an email at agony at and we will keep you anonymous unless you want to share who you are. You can also contact us on all the social media options in the description as a little love from us to you. If you implement what you learn in these podcasts and get successes and wins, let us know because we'd love to feature you. And if you enjoyed today's session, feel free to subscribe to the show on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts from, share it with the people that you love, leave lovely comments, engage, and of course, pop us a nice, honest rating and review if you feel so inclined. next time on the Marketing Agony Aunt. We help a lass just looking for a connection, repeat sales and visibility in a busy world.